There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. life as a gringo where you question where you fit and every time you mingle they say you do this with not enough that my rapping is really bad <laughs> this life as a gringo yes hello and welcome to another episode of life as a gringo i am dramos of course it is thursday so it means it's time for our thursday trends episode and i am flying solo on today's show mostly because we are going to be off next week so I had originally planned to be away for a couple of days next week um, to handle some business. I had to go sign some paperwork, um, but I have um, decided to listen to my body. I'm be completely real with y'all. I am burnt the fuck out. I have so many projects that I'm working on right now, um, some of which you know are not even you know things that I've talked about publicly that that people are aware of. So many things behind the scenes that I've been working on. And my body, my mind is telling me you need to slow the fuck down a little bit. So what was supposed to be like a one or two day trip to just quickly sign some paperwork is now just going to extend into a little week long mini vacation because I need it. I need some time by the pool 
um, eating good food and just relaxing and unplugging for a little bit. So no show next week. So I figured I'd fly solo on today's episode, especially we had a guest um, on Tuesday's episode as well. So, man, we're going to dive into a few different things that I I came across um, from this last week. We'll talk about a TikTok influencer, a TikTok Karen, really, is what we, we should be calling her, um, who has uh, had her day in court now after falsely accusing a Latin family of attempted kidnapping. So we'll talk all about that. We'll talk about a, um, a, a Chicago school or Illinois school right, right outside of Chicago um, that is, is sparking some outrage because they are catering specifically to black and Latino students. We'll talk about that. We'll quickly touch on this because I don't want to become another fucking MSNBC or CNN where they literally are just roasting Fox News or Tucker Carlson for for weeks on end. Um, But this is interesting. I'll quickly touch on some leaked messages from Tucker Carlson that um, I think are pretty, pretty damning in terms of showing the mindset that a lot of these people have and the ideology they have of white supremacy. So we'll talk about that. And then on some positivity in our Mijente segment, somebody who's absolutely crushing it, a legend in the reggaeton game is now going to be the executive producer of Netflix's new comedy series entitled Neon. So we'll talk all about that. But man, first and foremost, let's kind of dive into the nonsense from this last week in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so let's let's first and foremost start with this TikTok Karen. So a court has found TikTok mom influencer Katie Sorensen guilty after she has uh, falsely accused a Latino couple of trying to kidnap her baby in 2020. Yes, this is a world that we live in today. Now, the alleged popular content creator posted a video about two people following her and her baby around a Michael's and said they were trying to kidnap her child. Now, before long, the video had more than 4 million views. In it, Sorensen referred to the couple as, quote, non-clean-cut individuals and said she heard one of them discussing a potential kidnapping on the phone. Soon after she posted the video, you had uh, local media outlets uh, latching onto the story and identifying the two people in the video as Sadie and Eddie uh, Martinez. Following an investigation into the couple, authorities concluded that Sorensen's video and accusations were not truthful. The couple was simply shopping and minding their own business. They confirmed that they were actually shopping for Christmas decorations and said that Sorensen's accusations were most likely the result of their ethnicity. Right? Duh. In an interview with uh, the Petaluma Argus Courier, a local newspaper, obviously. Now, the Sonoma County District Attorney's Office said that Sorensen's report was false as proven by the couple, quote, as well as store video that was obtained in a statement following the verdict. Although the jury only found her guilty on one of the three charges of falsely reporting a crime, Sorensen faces up to six months behind bars and is currently awaiting sentencing on a $100,000 bail. Give her every bit of those damn six months. Like, (sighs) Y'all know how how I feel about social media. Like it's like a necessary evil. But this is the type of shit that that 
drives me crazy. And it goes beyond just this. Obviously, this is like racism baked into this where this woman is obviously doing anything she can for the clout and sees a Latin family as sort of this easy target to make this false video for views and thinking that because they are a Latin family and because traditionally us as Latinos, you know, we don't want to be, um, you know, seen or heard that she can kind of use them for this and they're not going to do anything about it. Right. And, and she's just going to be able to, you know, slide under the radar and get her views. And, and that's that. And again, obviously racism baked into this where it's a Latin couple. That's who she you know, thinks her audience is going to believe is trying to kidnap uh, her, her baby, but also that she can get away with it because they're not going to report it or no one is going to care enough about them uh, to hold her accountable. But B, this world that we're living in, you see it so many fucking times. You hear all kinds of different stories of like these people trying to go viral on apps like TikTok for doing stupid shit or YouTube. There was one where I believe um, these these kids faked a bank robbery and then hopped into an Uber and like the Uber driver, uh, I don't know if they had a heart attack and ended up crashing the car and, and they passed away. Um, but there's all kinds of crazy, crazy stories that you hear like this. Um, I think there was even a TikToker who got killed while trying to film something. Um, and I'm, I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, a Colorado teen was fatally shot while while filming a TikTok video. And and there's another one, a 14-year-old girl shot and killed while filming a TikTok video. You know, um, and, and that one, I think they're talking about she was she was dancing. I'm not going to dive into all these things. But my point being, that idea of like anything for the gram and, and all, like it's, it's so fucking toxic. Like literally, we are, are placing our lives at risk, our safety, and literally throwing any like common sense to the wind just for the sake of gaining clout on a social media platform. There was also another kid in, in New York who was like surfing on top of a, a subway car and ended up getting killed as he hit the, a, a bridge or something like that. Like, and, and, and listen, I get it. Like we've all done stupid shit, particularly when we were younger, right? I'm not above that. I understand that these are our kids that we're talking about and kids are going to do stupid things. Not everybody's a kid on here, by the way. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's like we've lost touch with reality and it, it's almost like we have these blurred lines, you know, between like thinking that what happens on social media doesn't have real world consequences right and there are so many different aspects of it i mean obviously this lady is one i'm, I'm thankful she's fucking getting you know uh potentially gonna be put in jail and and had her day in court this way because we we have to start setting a precedent right i think it begins to get out of hand when we have a generation that's being brought up that can't tell the difference between reality and like social media and and honestly I, I, it's not even just kids. I'm not even just putting on them. You have grown ass adults doing stupid shit. You have grown ass adults broadcasting their entire personal life on, on a social media platform for, for strangers to see, you know, I mean, you have people making themselves targets by, by posting themselves 
holding a stack of money? Like, for what reason? You're literally just trying to impress a bunch of random ass people. And as a result, you're making yourself a target. You know, and we've seen it with tragically with rappers, someone like Pop Smoke, who uh, I don't remember if it was him or his team was posting a video um, of the location that they were staying at. And in it, there was like, you know, some mail where somebody was able to find the address. And that's when they um, broke in and tried to rob him and ended up killing him, you know, or um, PNB Rock at, at, uh, at, you know, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Now, people are saying that maybe the um, staff there set him up, but there was also his his uh, girlfriend at the time, if I'm not mistaken, was posting about where they were. Like, all these different things, you know. Like, we have to understand that there are real people watching these things. There are real-world consequences to things. The The rules of the real world still apply, even if you think you're just doing it for social media and it's not a real thing. And I, I just, I don't know. It's it's a weird, I probably say this too much, but it's a weird time to be living in. It just feels like we're living in this false reality, right? And and even let's go on like a far less serious level than like somebody um, accusing someone of, of trying to kidnap their child and um, or somebody losing their life doing some stupid TikTok trend. Like this idea that so many people are playing a character online to impress a bunch of random people because they're that unhappy with who they are and they need that outside validation, right? And I'm not shaming anybody because I've been there, right? And I think like it's like this larger conversation about the need for internal validation, right? Or we should be leaning on internal validation, but we're we're like just placing all our energy on external validation, right? And when I say the need for internal validation, I mean like we all have to do the work to understand that the only validation that matters is the one that comes from within. But instead, we take the easy road because we're not taught about the, the healing work that needs to happen, right? We are, are you know, not um, encouraged, particularly when you talk about our community, to go to therapy or to, you know, do a lot of this sort of self-work traditionally. So we take that easy route, external validation, likes and comments from strangers, DMs, and impressing people that we don't know. Um, you know, and I've lived through that for a long time, you know, where so much of my career was predicated on doing things, you know, for the sake of being able to have others be envious or give me that pat on the back or rub it in the face of the naysayers, you know, on my come up and um, or or even impressing, you know, uh, women, you know, that was a part of my my whole need for validation right and i'm still doing the 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 hard work to find that internal validation on a consistent basis but like we're we're getting into this just strange strange world where people are almost like drug addicts just looking for that next quick hit of dopamine to get them by right and it's like I don't know. And, and, and social media has only sort of exaggerated that. Like, obviously, 
this was an issue prior to social media. People were always seeking ways to, to feel validated and um, didn't understand that they should be looking within. But social media now has like given them a main line to the drug almost, right? It's it's like, you know, uh, if you are a, a, a drug addict and the difference between like you having to find money and then find somebody selling the drug and, and travel to get it and then find a safe place to do it, the difference between that being your process and then the other process being you get to roll out of bed, walk downstairs, and every drug of choice is there for you for free every single day. Like, that's what social media is, right? And and obviously, in either scenario, the person needs help. But now, when you make it that much more accessible for people to get their drug of choice, it's only going to continue to produce negative results at a far more rapid rate, right? And, and it, it's just, I don't know what the answer is, right? Because how do you convince people or make everybody aware of the fact that they're all just like kind of hurting inside, that we're all just wanting to feel like we're enough, right? And it, it, it's just not a healthy way to live, you know? And, and maybe this is like the old man in me talking, but like when I see somebody on social media who is like documenting every two seconds of of what they're doing i'll give you an example when i uh, this is like this is years ago i went on a, a a date with somebody and i i go to the bathroom you know real quick and i, I come back and um you know nothing nothing seems off and you know we say our goodbyes it was kind of like a whatever date i'm looking on her social media later that night though and in like the five minutes that I went to the bathroom, this girl posted like five boomerangs of just like her sitting her chair doing kissy faces from different angles. And and uh, obviously like it's like, all right, it's like kind of corny. Uh, but beyond that, to me, it's like and, and I know I could be accused of making things deeper than they actually have to be. But to me, beyond that, it's like. This person couldn't even be alone with themselves for five minutes without having to get some sort of external validation, right? Without having to show off how they look, without having to show off a particular curve of their of their body and the fact that they were out somewhere. Like this person was starving for that validation so much that they had to squeeze in all of this social media contact content in the five minutes that I went to the bathroom. And it's silly and it's laughable and it's stupid. But again, I think it just like shows you the poison that exists in our minds where we are always like just starving for validation and and can't just be alone or present in the moment doing what we're doing. It's like it's like, you know, when we go on vacation, it's as if the vacation isn't isn't um, enjoyable or isn't great unless we're able to document it and people are are commenting on it um, and letting us know that they also think it's great, right? Like we ourselves can't just be present in it and enjoy it and be like, oh, this is an amazing vacation. Like that's just not enough anymore. Now we need to document every second of it. We need to document every outfit. We need to take, you know, uh, quote, quote unquote, candid pictures. We need to show every meal that we do. And then we want to sit there and wait for the likes and the story responses and the comments 
and 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 then we'll judge how the vacation was based upon um, how well those posts do. Like that's the world that we live in. And and I'm not saying you can't fun and and like you want to document your memories, all those kinds of things. But like, let's be real. A lot of people take it way further than that. And and you're checking your comments, you're checking your likes, and you're like, oh, this one didn't get enough likes. I'm going to delete this picture. Like, all of that is incredibly toxic behavior that, like, it's us starving for validation from all the wrong places. And I just went on a fucking tangent about validation uh, off of this one topic. So I'm, I'm sorry, but I just think it's like things like this are just like this woman literally accused innocent people of kidnapping her baby or attempting to kidnap her baby all for the sake of having content to put out on the internet. What? Like, if that doesn't fucking tell you everything you need to know about the the current state of our society, like, (laughs) we all know that accusing somebody of a crime is a serious thing. We all know that somebody kidnapping a child potentially is a very serious thing. And we're willing to throw all of that out the window because we want to make a video that goes viral. We're willing to destroy the lives of people just for the sake of getting a bunch of views and a bunch of comments. That's the world that we exist in right now. And it's it's really fucking scary. Really scary. Anyway, moving on. Now let's talk about uh, this Illinois school that has been sparking all kinds of backlash and outrage after offering math classes exclusively to black and Latino students. So you have a high school district on the outskirts of Chicago that um, has popular conservative uh, Twitter accounts leaking a, a copy of their course book, which shows that they offer math classes exclusively to black and Latino students. Now, the Evanston Town High School District 202 has a set of algebra, pre-calculus, and calculus classes exclusive to students who identify as black or Latinx, and this is according to their course book. Now, you know, of course, you have a conservative out there blowing the whistle on this. A professor at the University of Michigan named Mark Perry is filing a federal civil rights claim against the school district. This is not the first time that he has uh, blown his Karen whistle. Uh, he has also previously filed a complaint against the University of North Carolina at Chapter Hill, where the school offered specific fellowships and scholarships to students based on race and gender. Now, I'm torn on this, right? Because I love the idea of our community and the black community, communities of color, getting the extra attention that they deserve because we've been ignored for far too long, right? And been left out of having preferential treatment while other groups have had that. If I was a parent, I don't know how much I would trust the quality of the class knowing that they're just, you know, um, targeting children who identify as black or Latin, my own personal trauma would lead me to believe that this is going to be a class um, where nobody gives a shit as far as the teachers or um, the the people overseeing the teachers because it's just kids of, of color. But beyond that, I, I, I don't see the point of this. This is one time where I, in a very scary way, have to agree, I think, with conservatives. Now, If you said to me, we're going to create a math class that is for kids 
who are, um, you know, in in danger in some sort of way. And I can't think of the right terminology. Of, I think at risk, right? Children who are at risk, be it children who are, um, you know, low income, product of broken homes, uh, live in a rough neighborhood, particularly, um, you know, and and need some sort of special attention. Maybe they have a learning disability, whatever it might be. If you were to create a a class specifically for those kids who are at risk, I'd be I'd be on board with that because I think those children do need extra attention. They do need um, to have more focus placed upon them than children who um, have a more stable lifestyle, right? And 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 obviously that's proven when you look at like graduation rates of of kids in particularly rougher neighborhoods. You know they're they're not great and. Um, it's because those kids have so much other shit to worry about other than just, you know, math and history. But outside of that, the idea of this sort of segregation just rubs me the wrong way. Again, if it's just specifically based upon if you are black or Latin. And this is my opinion. I'm, I'm open to hearing other people put me on to why this might be a good thing, you know? Now, if if this is like, I I no I I mean I'm I'm like trying to play devil's advocate here. If maybe this is a school that's like a high white population and you have a very small sector of kids who are um black or latin and you want them to kind of be able to feel a little more comfortable, a little more seen and maybe the teacher is black or latin. I can understand that a little bit. I don't know if I would necessarily do it as a math class. Maybe you offer a special like cultural studies class and you target it at the kids of color in that school because maybe there aren't a lot of them like that I'm on board with. But to segregate a math, it's just weird. I I was trying to like find some of the reasoning, like if the school or the school district like kind of went uh, more specific on why they chose this approach. What was the reason behind it? Um, And I wasn't able to find anything on it. So I'm I'm kind of torn on that and I'm leaning towards like, yeah, this kind of sounds like a bit of an overcorrection, right? Like I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I think it's good to be woke. It's good to be aware and progressive, but there's also a point where we just go a bit too far and we kind of have to reel it back in a little bit. And I think this might be one of those instances. Now, again, if it was something outside of like your normal classes, like math, like there's that that movie with John Leguizamo where he teaches a chess class and it's like targeted for kids that are at risk, you know? Stuff like that, all for it if you're like, hey, this is specifically for a certain group of children who just need a, a bit extra attention. Maybe it's after school, you know what I mean? It's aimed at keeping them out of trouble or they're, they you know, don't have anybody to pick them up um, at three o'clock, you know, so they need that extra time at the school till somebody can get there. Like all that stuff I'm for. But this sort of like segregation just for the idea of like, I don't know, segregation's sake, it doesn't, it doesn't rub me the right way. I don't know. Something feels a little bit off about it. Um, but again, I'm, I'm open to hearing why this might be a, 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 you know, a useful tactic or a helpful program um, at DJ Dramas on Instagram if you want to DM me why you think or what you think about this, and I'll try and include it on the next episode. And I want to touch on, on one more thing quickly when it comes to some of the nonsense. But I'm thinking let's, let's take a quick break. And then we'll, we'll dive back into it. As an actor, a producer, 
and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right rug flooring. All right. So last thing I want to touch on from, from some of this nonsense is Tucker Carlson. And I've talked a lot about this. I've talked a lot about Fox News. It's the biggest story in the world right now. Um, if you are, if you are, are somebody that doesn't watch Fox News, it's the biggest story in the world. But you have these messages that now were leaked by Tucker Carlson that kind of show us a bit more into what he actually thinks beyond just politics and kind of confirm, you know, Tucker Carlson was one of those people who would like throw out these topics and like toe the line of racism. And it was always gaslighting, you know, um, and dog whistling, but never like truly outwardly saying it. And you have these messages leaked where he's describing, I believe it was a, um, let me, let me get the exact thing. Right. So I want to make sure I have the exact story. So, it's it's text messages that were leaked um, that Tucker Carlson had allegedly made to a producer. And he was talking about how a couple of weeks ago he was watching. Um, I'll, I'll read the quote. Quote, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living shit out of him. It was three against one, at least. 
Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. So that's like the big excerpt, and I'll read the rest just for the sake of context. Um, Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted to hurt the kid. I could taste it. And they didn't include the the full transcript that I had seen on, um, on, on television last night, but Tucker Carlson goes on to talk about how he felt kind of um, paraphrasing, ashamed of himself for kind of going down that that rabbit hole of like rooting for this person to get really hurt and realizing maybe he got he had gotten too far wrapped up in all this stuff, right? But the part that's interesting is him saying, not how white men fight. And this is a perfect example of the belief in white supremacy. And I, I want to be very clear. I'm using white supremacy in the most literal sense. I'm not just talking about people wearing hoods. I'm not talking about people, you know, um, lynching or burning crosses on people's yards or whatever it is, right? All of that obviously is a part of white supremacy and is horrific and has happened. It is very real. But in this instance, it's literally him declaring and admitting that he believes white people are far more dignified than essentially anyone else, right? He's saying that this is not how white men fight. Putting white people, white men, in this sort of class above others, this sort of elitism, right? And in a literal sense, white supremacy. That white people, white men here, are above these sort of things. And that is him showing his racism. And I'm I'm sure people are going to make a ton of excuses why this isn't racism, this, that, and the third. But it is. It's the idea that you're seeing a particular group of people as something different. And something above others, right? You're making a distinction. You're not saying like, this is not how real men fight. You're saying that this is not how white men fight, right? Meaning again, they are above this, that they they exist in a different world than everybody else. And that's him showing his racism. And it's obviously not the first time he's shown his racism. There's all kinds of like super clips you could find out there from like segments he did on his show. But again, in the past, it was always him kind of walking that line, walking a fine line, like, you know, where somebody could say, oh, that sounds very racist. And he but he could like have an easy way out. Like, it's not racist because of this. Right. Again, it's dog whistling. They're not going to go full blown, uh, you know, KKK leader on on national television, but they're going to they're going to push the envelope. And and the scary thing is this is was the face of a gigantic news network. This was the man that had the most popular late night show on television, on cable television. And he's flat out a racist. And this is like what I, I what I don't even know what, what else to say at this point. I've said it all, right? I, I I've talked about how people who support him or Trump 
they're always going to find an excuse as to why things aren't as bad as we're trying to make it out to be, that we're trying to make them a scapegoat and they're not racist and they're just saying this, they're saying that. It's not even worth the argument anymore or the commentary. I do think that this is necessary to like bring up and just kind of point out and the the person in me who's just always saying you have to question everything and and look deeper and um you can't take everything at face value or um you can't expect people to do the right thing just because they have a lot to lose or because they're a part of a giant organization or whatever it is right like you had a giant media company in Fox empowering somebody who they knew was a racist, who they knew um, was stirring the pot, putting lies out there, and it was all about ratings. And and meanwhile, you and I are the ones who have to suffer on a, on a regular basis when we have to encounter certain people in the world or when another one of these people decides to go on a, a mass shooting rampage based upon... Um, the racist rhetoric or transphobic rhetoric or anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric that they heard um, from someone like Tucker Carlson or on Fox News. And meanwhile, these people are behind closed doors laughing and cashing their checks and selling ads and doing whatever the fuck it else it is that white racist conservatives do in their free time. And yeah, I don't, I don't, I wish I had like some positive, like, let's do this, you know, but it, Tar Cross is just going to get replaced by another one of these assholes who has a very similar belief system. Um, and, and that's just kind of the world we live in. Obviously, we all have to do our own part as we always can, but I just think it's important in general, pessimism aside, in general, to just be aware of what is happening and how people, in tremendous positions of power are potentially racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever it is. And we as communities of color, as communities of immigrants, migrants, whatever you want to phrase it as, other, we can't turn ourselves, you know, we can't be cold to the outside world or, or kind of insulate ourselves, but I think we do have to proceed with like cautious optimism, right? That just because somebody is a politician, a person of power or influence, a police officer, we can't take for granted the fact that they might have ideology that goes against us and puts our own safety at risk. So I think that's just like, this is just, again, confirming that and making sure that we're all kind of minding our P's and Q's, I guess, is like my ultimate goal with, with talking about this story. Now, let's move on from the, the nonsense, something positive here. Somebody from our community who's doing amazing, amazing, incredible things, like always. Uh, and we'll talk about that in our Mi Gente segment. Mi Gente! All right, so I love, love, love this story right here. The biggest boss, Daddy Yankee. He is post-music retirement um, and now spreading his wings into other things. So Netflix has just announced that he will be the executive producer for the upcoming comedy series Neon. Now, it's going to be an eight-episode show that is currently in production in Puerto Rico, which I love to see. And it's going to premiere in 2023, so this year. Um, and it follows the story of three friends from a small town in Florida 
who moved to Miami in pursuit of their dreams of making it big in the world of reggaeton. I love this for a couple of reasons. Obviously, anything associated with Puerto Rico, I'm going to support. Daddy Yankee, I've been a huge fan since I was a kid, going to support. And you love to see someone like him expanding beyond just what he knows as far as making albums and music, right? This is now the next part of his career. And beyond that, when we talk about inclusion in Hollywood, things like this are getting us more and more to, towards where we want to be, right? He's the executive producer. And sure, there are other people that are above him or that he um, you know, may have to run things by, whatever the case may be. But we now have a seat at the table. And it's now... Not somebody just profiting off of our stories, our culture, but you have somebody there who's going to make sure that they're telling the story correctly and hopefully um, going to make sure that we're being represented in the best light. And B, on top of that, I love that it's being filmed in Puerto Rico because what I think a lot of people don't realize what happens with shows like this is permits have to be taken out. You have to hire local actors or extras, local production staff. Um, you're then bringing people to the island who are going to be paying for hotels, food, this, that, and the third, right? It's bringing extra income into the place that it's being filmed at. And you love to see that Puerto Rico is going to be hosting the filming of this show, and they're going to get that boost of the local economy for local creatives, um, local businesses, and, and this, that, and the third, right? So all of this is, I think, like a beautiful kind of synergy. I don't know if this was his idea to film it in Puerto Rico. I know um, a lot of times to save money instead of filming in Miami, you know, and, and having to take out all those expensive permits and things like that and, and go through all the red tape, they'll, they'll film it in Puerto Rico because it's um, less expensive. But either way, I love to see stuff like this. And, and, and again, it's like you look at, this is bigger than just Daddy Yankee attaching his name to a, a TV show. It's bigger than a show about reggaeton. Think about it. This is a show that's probably going to have a primarily Latin cast. It's a, a, a show that's now then that means putting Latin actors to work. It's then going to be filmed in a, 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 a Latin country in Puerto Rico. Again, giving jobs to local production people. Um, you know, local PAs, DPs, all that kind of stuff. Um, and and again, it's just like what you have to realize is when we talk about Hollywood and representation and, and oftentimes people kind of maybe brush it off as like, yeah, that, that's fine and we should be doing better, but also how important is it? This is just entertainment. But it goes beyond that because now it's like this entire community exists based upon this one show, right? So this one show getting made and being about the subject matter that it is, having the person like Daddy Yankee attached to it, filming it in Puerto Rico, it creates its own like economy, its own community of people who now are able to provide for their families just because of this one project, right? And it's our people who have traditionally been disenfranchised are now getting to feed their families off of something that they love, something that they love doing, something that they believe in. So, Imagine if it goes beyond just these handful of projects, but you have, you know, thousands of these types of projects happening. 
That's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people potentially from our community who are now getting to provide for their family, doing something that they love and being attached to a project that they potentially can be incredibly proud of. It's a win-win. And then for us as an audience, we get to see ourselves on television or the streaming platform or whatever it might be or in the music, right? Again, it's like you got to think all these projects, the communities that they create. If it's an album, you know, recorded in Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic, that's an engineer that's making money there. You know, that's the fucking local intern or local producers or local, you know, food places delivering over there. The hotel they're staying at, the Airbnb, whatever it is, like it, it creates this whole community and economy for the time period that that project exists. And the idea is that if we can do that enough, our people are going to be thriving in an industry um, where they've historically been told you don't have a place here. And that's the beauty of like inclusion and why this conversation about Hollywood and projects like this one are so, so, so important. There's probably a, a Latin writer on the show, a, a team of Latin writers on the show, right? That's all like all of these people now are paying their bills, doing what they love, telling our stories, producing a project that they're proud of. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful synergy. I'm passionate about this, as you can tell. Uh, now, with that said, let's tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another health care provider. That's HealthLock.com. 
All right, y'all. So last Thursday, trends before I take a week off, I appreciate everybody that's been um, tuning into the shows. And I have a lot of amazing guests. I'm going to tease it. We have a lot of really cool guests coming up. So this break is amazingly like timed where I'm going to be refreshed for like all the really cool people that we're going to bring on the show. And I think interesting perspectives from our community that we don't normally talk about or see. So I'm excited about that. I have been uh, DJing a little bit too, which might be adding to my burnout. I got to see. But uh, I'm DJing a really cool spot in Jersey City on Friday. Anybody in the area come through. It's called Under the Boot. We'll be doing just like really vibey, like Afro house, Afro pop, some lo-fi, um, dancing some like sexy, maybe like Majid Jordan vibes. Really cool kind of cocktail spot. Um, speak easy vibes, like way more low key than I'm used to, which I'm really excited to kind of do something different. Uh, great date spot if you are in the area. I'll be there Friday and Saturday of this week. So I'll be there um, tomorrow for Cinco de Mayo and then Saturday the 6th as well. And then after that, I'm off on my vacation. Now let's kind of quickly talk about what we uh, mentioned today. Now, this fucking TikTok influencer, thank God she lost in court, potentially is going to jail. I hope she serves everybody that six months. And again, it's just an example of this like blurred line of reality and social media that's happening where People don't realize the real world consequences of, of social media. Um, and again, it's like the lack of humanity that we're putting views, clout, and external validation, like we talked about, over other people's lives and their livelihood. Like this family didn't need to be broadcast on television as alleged kidnappers. You know what I mean? Like that's just fucking crazy. Uh, and Yeah. And, and I think the moral is like, we just got to do that work. I'm in therapy right now working heavy on that like internal validation and that being the only thing that I need. And like we just have to do that work because if not, we become just like this slave to the outside world and social media and trying to get people's attention for the sake of attention. It's just exhausting and not a healthy way to live. Um, so that's my two cents on on that one. Now, this Illinois school with the the, the high school math class that is just for black and latinx kids i i don't i can't personally agree with it i don't see how it's beneficial again if it was like an after school program or specifically you're saying not just black and latinx but more so it's because they're kids that are at risk i'm on board with that but with this i don't know i can't really see the reason behind it again i'm open to it um but i'd have to agree with these conservatives on this one um but at dj dramas on instagram dm me let me know if you have a different opinion or, or what I'm not seeing here as far as like the um, kind of the positive aspect of it or why it might be helpful for these kids. And then, man, talking about ex-Fox News host Tucker Carlson showing his white supremacy. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm not appalled by it. But it's just confirmation. Again, that people in high positions of power or influence they have their own beliefs, and we as as communities of color have to be aware of that. And I I always tell people, and I personally abide by the idea of like I'm cautiously optimistic whenever I meet somebody, whenever I'm dealing with somebody, whenever I'm out here living in in the real world, I'm you know have my guard up a little bit. I'm not trying to be standoffish. I'm not against meeting people or giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, I, I love people, you know, and at times I get energized by people, but 
I also know that not everybody has my own best interest at heart. Not everybody, um, you know, believes in me as an equal. So I have to be cautious uh, when when interacting with them or even we're talking about television, whatever it is like, you know, when I see somebody's point of view um, or, or hear them speaking, always be kind of cautious about like where they're coming from um, or, or even people I'm a fan of not propping them up on some sort of, um, you know, untouchable stage or whatever, understand they're human and that there might be plenty of things that I disagree with them beyond their art or their creativity. And I have to be aware of that. Um, so just kind of food for thought, I think at the end of the day. And then lastly, this Netflix comedy series, Neon, um, with Daddy Yankee as the executive producer is beautiful in all the ways that I mentioned. I'm not going to wax poetic about it too much again, but I think we have to realize like it's it's beyond just like the superficial entertainment of like being able to see ourselves on television, which is incredibly important. Also understanding like the economy that's created every time one of these projects gets made. All of the people behind the scenes, all of the actors, all of the people you don't see who are getting lunch every all of that stuff, like it creates a whole economy. And when it's being shot or being told from the perspective of a Latin uh, you know, story, uh, Latin persons, and you have people like that writing, and then it's being filmed in Puerto Rico, and you're going to have local Puerto Ricans working it. Now, our community, a sector of our community is thriving for a time period because of this project getting made. And that's why it's so important for us to continue to support and to fight for this stuff, because that means more and more of us will get the opportunity to pay our bills doing something we love and something that we are proud of. Love to see it. And with that said, um, yeah, I'm a broken record. Just Be, the book, justbe.nyc is the website, www.justbe.nyc. Pick up the book. I got some signed copies left um, for, for sale, and then we're just pushing up to Amazon. Street Talk Podcast, first season is out right now. Go binge that. And that's it, man. I'll be taking this next week off. Like I said, we will be back on, let's see, what is it? May the 15th, which is crazy. Already halfway through May by the time we come back. Or May the, the 16th, I should say, Tuesday. So we'll be back then. Brand new episodes. I'm going to go unplug for a week and enjoy myself. And whoever needs to hear this, I am one of these people who goes, goes, goes. I have a million and one things I am balancing and I love doing it. And I want to add a hundred more to my plate. But I've also learned now how important it is to listen to your body and to understand what it is telling you. And for me right now, my body is telling me, slow the fuck down. Take some time to yourself, because if not, you're not going to make it to see the end of these projects. So with that said, or beyond, I'm not trying to make it so dramatic I'm going to die, but I, I won't be able to produce my best for these projects that I'm incredibly passionate about. So I'm listening to my body, taking some time off and forever, you know, whoever needs this, this is your permission to, to do the same if you are feeling burnt out um, or uninspired at the moment. Take some time for yourself and come back when you're, you're feeling more like yourself. And with that said, thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll catch you um, not next week, the week after for some brand new episodes. Till then, stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. 
I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.